I speak to you this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I invite you to look with me at our collect of the day on the front of your white bulletin insert, and I invite you to pray that prayer with me aloud together. Let us pray this prayer together. O oh God, you have taught us to keep all your commandments by loving you and our neighbor. Grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit that we may be devoted to you with our whole heart and united to one another with pure affection. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Our collect for the day says it. God, you have taught us to keep all your commandments by loving you and our neighbor. Grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit that we may be devoted to you with our whole heart and united to one another with pure affection. I really struggled with uh, what to preach in today's sermon, and I kept going back to this prayer, the collect of the day, over and over again, and uh, I was convicted by it, and finally I came to an honest realization, and that is that I cannot keep the commandments. We cannot keep the commandments. Friends, we do not do that which we're called to do in this prayer, that which we're called to do as God's people. The commandments are all about doing the right things, avoiding the wrong things. In John's Gospel, Jesus actually says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Um, I fear that uh, this sets a standard which is somewhat less than good news for most of us. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus says that we are guilty of breaking the commandments even if we just break them in our hearts or in our minds. What Jesus is saying about the commandments is that it's not enough just to not murder. Apology. Apology for the double negative. My mom, the English teacher, would have my head. But it's not enough just to not murder. The commandment extends to forbidding us from even having anger or malice in our heart against a brother or a sister or a friend. When Jesus says it's uh, not enough to just not commit adultery physically, the commandment extends to forbidding us from even looking with someone other than our spouse with lust. If we do it in our heart or in our mind, we break the commandments. Friends, I cannot speak for you, but I imagine some of you are like me, and these things are not good news for me, Ken Weldon. So where does this leave us? If we are called to keep the commandments and we cannot keep the commandments, where does this leave us. I believe that this collect should convict our hearts. And friends, God's desire is always to convict us, but not to condemn us. He doesn't leave us trapped in our sins. See, this conviction of our hearts, brothers and sisters, 
begins when we realize the reality of sin in the world and this conviction becomes personal for you and for me when we begin to face the reality of the sin in our own lives. This is how conviction works. If we are honest with ourselves, and I fear most of us, I know I am not entirely honest with myself most of the time. It's just too painful uh, to face our own brokenness and our own sinfulness. But friends, if and when we are honest with ourselves, we know our sin is there and we know it has to be dealt with. If all we are left with is this charge from today's collect of the day to be devoted to God with our whole heart and united to one another with pure affection, it seems as if there's not much good news in this for us. I cannot be devoted to God with my whole heart. My heart is a broken and sinful thing and more often than not it is worried about Ken Weldon not focused on God. I can't be united to other people with pure affection because my affections go to what's best for me rather than what's best for them. So where then does this leave us? Friends, if we are simply focusing on our ability to keep the commandments, there is not going to be much hope. I do believe, however, that there is hope for us in the fullness of the gospel message. There is hope for us in the person of Jesus Christ. As I said earlier, God's desire is not to condemn us, but simply to convict our hearts. Scripture teaches us that all have fallen short of the glory of God and that the wages of sin is death. But Scripture also teaches us that God blesses those who realize their need for Him, for the kingdom of heaven is given unto them. See, friends, God blesses us when we realize our need for for him. This is one of the purposes of the law, one of the purposes of the commandments to point us to Jesus, to teach us that we cannot do it on our own. Not too long ago, I was checking my email, which is news in and of itself. I'm not an email guy. But I was checking my email, and I'm on an email list where I get a uh, a daily email from a friend of mine in Charleston, a physician down there named Lori Harrell, and she sends an email out to a bunch of people, and it's called the verse of the day. And it's just one scripture verse each day to kind of start uh, your day. And the verse that she sent not too long ago was from Matthew's Gospel, and it was, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. A different translation of this verse is God blesses those who realize their need for him. That's what it means to be poor in spirit. It means to realize our poverty, to realize our need for the Lord. God blesses us, brothers and sisters, when we realize our need for him and when we realize that we cannot do it on our own. Friends, there is nothing that you and I can do to earn God's favor, it is only through Christ's grace and Christ's mercy and through the forgiveness that he offers us 
once and for all on the cross that we are able to stand before the Lord. It is only through Jesus living the perfect and sinless life, keeping those commandments that we cannot keep, that we can be made clean, that we can be forgiven, and that we can be made worthy to stand before the Lord. Friends, God promises that he will be our strength. God is the strength of all who put their trust in him. God desires that we would place our lives in his hands and that we would invite him to be the Lord of our life. Friends, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His promise is that he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. We cannot keep the commandments, brothers and sisters, but Jesus Christ has kept them <coughs> once and for all. His sacrifice on the cross is on your behalf and on my behalf. He is the answer to the problem of sin in the world. He is the answer to the problem of our broken relationship with our Heavenly Father. He is our strength his desires that we would put our trust in him. I invite you to remain seated and pray with me. Holy and gracious God, you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to pay the price for our sins. You sent him into the world to fulfill the commandments, to keep the commandments, to live the perfect and sinless life that we cannot live. Pray that you would help us, Lord God, to realize our need for you, to place our lives in your hands, to place our trust in the life, death, and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We ask all this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.